Well, today's the 14th day of March, and it's snowing in West Virginia. I don't know where you may be, but it's snowing around here today. It's Tuesday. I'm your host, John Fowler, and you're listening to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. So glad to have you tuned in today. And please do me a favor, like, subscribe, and share uh, the broadcast to get the word out to everybody that's uh, <clears throat> that's listening. I will tell you this exciting news over the next week. We should have our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week radio station, online radio station up and running uh, with uh, today's Christian hits as well as uh, music that inspires and Southern gospel music that will just absolutely bless you with John Sandy, Christy Fowler, and myself, and along with some other people that are going to be joining us later on. So it's a, um, it's a project in the making for about two years, and we're really, really excited about it. Kathy Brady, good morning to you. Chuck Woodrum, good morning to you. Dan Nelly, glad to have you all tuned in today <clears throat> to the Pulse WV Live. I was going to preach. Uh, I was going to preach this message on Sunday, uh, but the Spirit of the Lord began to move, and we had a healing service, praying for a lot of people, uh, seeing a lot of a lot of needs met. And so, one thing you want to never do is quench the Spirit of God. And so, I held on to this sermon, and I, we did also a baby dedication uh, for uh, David and Tori uh, Gwynn. So. It was just really an awesome day. If you missed it, you can go on to Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Deezer, uh, Twitch, uh, all the networks and be able to listen <coughs> as well as watch. So the title of today's message is on the screen, I Have No One. And let me tell you where this message came from. Uh, Pastor Jay, on Sunday this past week, he was on Jesus to get semicolon together, part seven. And he was talking about the pool of Bethesda. As I was listening to his message, I got a message that I thought was really cool. Because here's what the um, the man at the pool of Bethesda said. And I'm going to give you some gold nuggets today that I think will help you. Over in John chapter 5 and verse 1, here's what it says about Jesus healing the sick man on the Sabbath day. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. <clears throat> now there in is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, uh, which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. Now this is where they bathed the sheep, getting them ready for the sacrifice. Uh, verse 3 says, And there lay a great multitude. A great multitude would be a lot of people of impotent folk. Now, I looked that up. That is folks that are disabled. Um, so that's the kind of people that we're dealing with. Uh, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for a move of the water. Now, listen to this, because I'm going to really stretch your thought process, just like Chosen does. Uh, for number uh, verse 4 of chapter 5 of John, it says, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in, uh, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Verse 5 says, And a certain man was there, and he had an infirmity of 38 years. Now, here's a couple things. Let me finish and I'll come back. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been uh, there a long time uh, in this case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? 
And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. That's where I got the title. I have no one. Uh, When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before, before him. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked on the same day as the Sabbath. Now let's go back and let's hit some things on this particular uh, scripture. First of all, there is, there is a question that I have. Okay, there are many sick and injured people gathering at the pool hoping for healing. And so as you think about this, I'm not sure this is real. Uh, because it could be a legend of things that, that, that have happened. Although a great multitude of sick people believed it. Now here's something that you have to think about. And, and just listen, listen to me out here. Okay. He had this, he, he was impotent for um, 38 years. Okay. Which means he was disabled for 38 years. It doesn't mean that he has set at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. But Jesus, Jesus said and defined that he felt like that he had been there a long time. Now, he could have been there 38 years. But what you have to understand is that he had to have someone to take care of him. Because of the fact is, you can't lay there and not eat. You can't, you can't lay there and not have water. So somebody had to be taking care of him. Did he go home at the end of the day? Who knows? The Bible doesn't say any of these things. I'm just getting your your thought process thinking here on things that you may not have uh, ever wondered. This man was an interesting case of hope combined with hopelessness. And let me tell you why. He had hope uh, that he... Um, well, he had hope that brought him to the pool, but he also had the hopelessness that he would never get to the water of the stirring of the angel. He had little hope to be the favored one to win the healing that day. So here's my question. There are no reports of anybody that was healed that an angel ever stirred the water. It said that it was a season that that an angel would come down and stir the water. There are no reports that this happened. Number two, is healing a competition with God? That people are going to fight over each other to get healed. Well, I don't believe so. I believe that God can heal all. There's many times within the scripture that says that Jesus healed them all. But not in this case. Understand something, at the pool of Bethesda had five porches. Do you not think that Jesus saw all the multitude of sick people at the pool of Bethesda, but he only concentrated on one? That I marvel at that, that he only healed one person. Well, think about this. There are people who knew this dude that, that had been at the pool of Bethesda who had been um, sick for 38 years. So when 
they're seeing Jesus come in. You know Jesus is looking around and seeing all these people, but he only healed one man, and I marvel at that. Here's what he says. He says to him, will thou be made whole? And the man said that I have no one, I have no man to put me in the water. Because here's what he says. He says, when I try to get to the water, which tells me that there is some kind of mobility that he had. Okay, think about that. He says, when I try to get to the water, let me find this. I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. So that tells me that he has some kind of mobility, but yet nobody is helping him to get into the water. I think that this is really cool. Number two, the fact is, or number three, the fact is that there is no reporting that anybody ever got healed. And so my question would be this. Jesus took a lot of grief over healing that man on the Sabbath day. So why would an angel stir the water on the Sabbath day if it was against Jewish custom? Well, there you go. This is why I believe that the story of the troubled angel, because there's no competition with God. Why would God stir, send an angel? And what Pastor Jay and I talked about on the way back from uh, Ignite uh, down in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, is how do we know that it was a, uh, a Jesus angel? What if it would have been a, an angel of darkness? Who knows? And so I was talking to Pastor Jay about it. So another statement is this. I'm sure this place was packed with sick people, but Jesus didn't hold a healing crusade. He only concentrated on one person. <laughs> so here's some questions for you. With you being the church, not a church, but with you being a church, the church, the most powerful identity that ever existed. You don't have to sin. You don't have to walk in it. You absolutely can walk in the power of his might. You can stand and be able to walk healed, whole, and well. Why are we, are we compared to the pool of Bethesda? Because we are the church, are we compared to the pool of Bethesda? Why? Do people come around you and say, I have no one? And then when they walk away, they still say, I have no one. Why is the church not meeting the needs of the sick? Why is, God, why is the church not meeting the needs of the poor? Why is the church not meeting the needs of the hungry? The church, not a church, but the church. So the statement here is you are to help that someone in need, you and me, blessing them with money in the grocery store, paying for their groceries. You know the Lord speaks to you about that, and, and, and don't say this, well, something told me to buy their groceries. No, that's the Holy Spirit that told you. Don't, don't, don't strip the, the, the Holy Spirit of his power and call him a something. Because he is everything. He's the third part of the Trinity that Jesus and God brought to earth and is inside of you. Now remember this, that the, Holy, the same Holy Spirit that is inside of you is inside of me. It's not a different personality. You and I have a different personality, but the Holy Spirit that is inside of both of us, all of us that are watching and listening, 
is the same Holy Spirit that is in all of us. So here's some questions here and some statements. You are the one who brings healing to this nation. You are because you're the church. It's time for the church to be the church. It's time to bring healing to the nation. The second thing is you are the one who changes the poverty status in your community. But if you're broke, how are you going to change the poverty status in the community? The church is not supposed to be broke. So if you're broke, you need to figure out why you're broke. Uh, You may be blowing too much money or you're not tithing. I can expect you to be broke, but the church is not supposed to be broke. So you were supposed to change the poverty status in the community. You are the one to bring healing to the nation. The third thing is, you are the one to bring comfort to the hurting. You say, well, I'm hurting, so I can't help the other people that are hurting because I'm hurting. Stop hurting. You're the church. You're the church. Yes, we go through things. We go through hard times. We go through divorce. We go through these things. But let me tell you something. We are the church, the most powerful identity, and the spirits are subject to you and me so we could put them in their place. And you are the one to set captives free. But if you're captive, how can you set the captive free? Well, you know, I've struggled with this addiction for 35 years. Well, you don't have to struggle with nothing. You're the church. Oh, well, you know, uh, my grandpa struggled with this, and so I I'm, I'm know that I'm going to struggle with it too. Who told you that? God didn't tell you that. God told you, told you that you're a new creature. You're a new, you're a new creation in him through Christ Jesus, only through Christ Jesus. I've got a, I've got a scripture for every excuse, so bring it on. Mark chapter 16, 15 through 18, here's what it says. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So you can change the world. You can lead people to Jesus. How many people have a son or a daughter that you know is going to hell? You can change that. You can change it by loving them into the kingdom of God. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. You've got to believe in Jesus Christ. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you walk in that, these signs are going to follow you. Turn around, look behind you. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Shall. Shall mean shall. Doesn't mean that they might. You know, I believe today uh, when we prayed for um, Roger Stout, uh, for this um, cancer that he had in his throat, had, I did say that, I'm not praying about it again. It's done. It's gone. He's healed in the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 10, 17 through 20. And the 70 returned again with the joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to you. And when we use thy name. See, that's the key. You have to use the name of Jesus. 
Don't get prideful because Jesus is using you. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as light as lightning falling from heaven. See, Jesus fell already. Why do you talk about him so much? Well, the devil's been on my back all day. Well, the devil calls me to cheat on my wife. Well, the devil calls me to be broke. No, stop bragging on him. Stop bragging on the devil. He's a failure. He's got nothing on you. You say, well, you ought not say that. I didn't. Jesus said it. He said, I beheld Satan fall from heaven. Oh, but Satan has power. Not the kind of power that God has. But let me tell you why. Verse 19. Let me explain. Verse 19. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, all means all, the power of the enemy. That means anything that the devil possesses, we have authority over it. Ooh, I better write that now. Anything the devil possesses, the devil possesses, we have authority over it. Wow, that's powerful. Anything the devil brags about, we have authority over it over all the power of the enemy, but nothing shall by any means hurt you. You're the church. You don't have to walk in being scared, being being afraid of what's going on in the world. I mean, to tell you, I was uh, watching Newsmax last night uh, and, uh, and reading about uh, the bank uh, falling, and this bank um, is one of the banks that is, uh, is where – Healthcare and technology is financed, and uh, Silicon Valley Bank, and it fell, and so people are starting to try to panic over that, and and Joe Biden says that uh, that the banking uh, is secure, really, notwithstanding, but we don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. You're the church, the most powerful identity. You have no worries. Notwithstanding, in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you. You tell them to leave. You rebuke them in the name of Jesus. But rather rejoice that your name is written in heaven. You have authority over the enemy. Do people walk away from you and they are still saying, I have no one? Are they walking away from you and saying, I have no one? You can change the world. You can change your community. Change the ones that need help today. If you're not where you need to be today, all the thing I ask you to do is to accept him and believe. That's what the word of God said. If you believe on him, then you shall be saved. If you don't believe on him, you shall be damned. That's what I read to you uh, in the scripture today. Here you go. All you have to do is say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Start believing in him. Start reading the word of God. Get in a Bible-believing church if you're on the East Coast. We have hundreds of messages uh, on the Pulse WV Live uh, that you can absolutely listen to that will help you to grow in your relationship. If you need a Bible, let us know, and we'll send you one because God is faithful. I want to thank all the ones that give on a regular basis to the Pulse WV Live. You can do that real easy today by texting the word PULSE to 1-304-244-3187. 
You could go to thepulsechurch.com and give through PayPal or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasaway, West Virginia, 26624. Have a great day, everybody. Join me again tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.